0: um i'm jane and i am comp- uh compulsive overeater and i am from the west coast and was mentioned i am from canada i am i live part-time in vancouver and whistler um and i've got some of my wolf pack here um i call them my god squad and my wolf pack so thank you guys so much for showing showing up for me um I, because I get a bit of this imposter syndrome and I get it in my creative life, I'm a potter and I feel like compare and despair, why did they ask me? There's people with better, you know, recovery than me and blah, 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 the little gremlins in my head um, start to um, attack me. Um, But you know what, if I want to keep my recovery, I've got to give it away. So thank you for this opportunity to share. Um, I would also like to welcome any newcomers here. Um, I know I was terrified going to my first meeting. Um, None of us come into the rooms because life is going really well, Um, but please know um, as a newcomer, you're the most important person in the room here. And I hope you hear something today that uh, resonates with you. And if not, please go to six more meetings um, before deciding whether OA is right for you. Um, I don't wanna spend a ton of time on my back history, but I do wanna give you just a little picture of what life was like um, before recovery. Um, I had a mother who dieted um, her whole life until she got Alzheimer's in her 80s. Um, yeah. I started dieting with her when I was in grade 11. I started to put on weight when I stopped playing um, organized sports and got a job. Um, And we started with uh, weigh and pay, and it was a daily weigh and pay. So I had to go every day and put myself on a scale in front of somebody. I was at a healthy body weight, um, but I had plateaued and I wasn't at the weight I was supposed to be the goal weight. So they put me on a six apple a day diet. I was in grade 11 and I had to walk up the stairs in my school and I was lightheaded um, and I was had such fear of getting on that scale again and being plateaued that I started to take laxatives. Um, and so that started me on the absolute craziness of yo-yo dieting, um, did all of the diets, Weight Watchers, soup diet, um, grapefruit diet, body for life, used exercise a ton. Um, and even though my doctor told me, you know, I was pre-diabetic, that I had high cholesterol, um, you know, I would stop and try for a day, a week, and or whatever, but I could not keep the weight off, I could not maintain a healthy body weight. Recovery started for me in 2013. Um, and the window uh, for recovery opened up um, through a crisis in our family. Our oldest son was 24. And Um, He came home while we were in the middle of boxes. We were moving. We didn't have a place to move. And he was in a psychosis. He thought the police were after him and he had been addicted to marijuana and stopped. Um, So in the middle of craziness, we had to take him to the psych unit um, at VGH. Vancouver General Hospital, and um, I was doing everything trying to save him. Thank goodness, we were um, directed to a a man who was 42 years clean, and he was working with addicts. And we got our son into a recovery center, um, a treatment center. And it was there where my husband and myself and our other son went for a week long family program. And I learned all about codependency. I was like, I'm the poster child for that. Um, and while there, I went into the bookstore and there was a book of put out by Overreaders Anonymous. I was 51 years old. I'd never heard of Overreaders Anonymous. I had tried everything else. I didn't know about it. Um, went home. I proceeded one evening. There was a box of chocolates on the top of my fridge and I proceeded one chocolate at a time, going back and going back and eating the whole, It wasn't a little box. It was like a massive box. And I ate it. The next day, I got myself into OA. um, And I was blessed with abstinence. I went to a retreat. I I was blessed with abstinence and had a sponsor for about two and a half years. And then my sponsor left program. My sponsor's sponsor left program. And my CODA sponsor, who used to be in OA, she had left OA. So I thought, hmm, I'd, so I was on my own. I didn't have a sponsor and I decided, you know what? I think I've got this. I think I can start to put back desserts because sugar is, I'm a sugar addict. And so I decided to start putting sugar back into my, into my um, just when I'm out with company. And then it was like, well, my husband, I'm not eating alone. So just when I'm with him. And then it was off to the races and I was eating all of my food and all of my alcoholic foods. And I left away, I didn't keep coming back into the rooms. Um, And it wasn't until 2020. um, After in the middle of COVID, I was doing all the baking of the bread, eating all the eating of the bread. And I saw a picture of myself. And I knew life was insane again. Um, So I went got back onto a zoom meeting. And a woman there said, How can I help? And Even though I knew, I still wrestled, still wrestled, should I do Weight Watchers or should I do OA? And thank God this voice came in and told me if I was going to do Weight Watchers, I was still going to be in the food. I was going to be counting all the points and I was just going to still be in the craziness. Um, So that wonderful slogan, you know, came for the vanity, stayed for the sanity. I wanted the sanity. That's what I wanted. So this wonderful woman became my sponsor. I had a stepsister and we worked the steps together. And it was just really clear with my sponsor, you've got to put down your alcoholic foods. So I knew what my abstinence was. There was no wiggle room, no wishy-washy. And I started working the steps. Um, And I had had this incredible dream when I was first starting into the program and it still resonates with me. And it was, if you know, I was a children's librarian. So the paper bag princess, that was this dream. I was in the middle of this fortress. I was standing in the middle of this barren dirt floor, stone walls all around me. And I was holding a sword and I was just twirling and twirling with this sword, trying to protect myself from, I don't know what, well, the dream pans out and the drawbridge is not up; it's down. All I had to do was to walk through this drawbridge, and outside was this amazing, you know, meadow with flowers. To me, that was my recovery. I was keeping myself in this disease, and the door was open. My higher power had this most amazing life for me. I just had to walk through the door. So that's how that has has resonated and kept me um in in program and remembering um when working the steps of just this let go let go don't grab so hard to the steering wheel um so I was terrified at the beginning I was terrified of I just how could I think long term of putting those foods down but my sponsor just kept telling me can you do it for this meal can you do it for a day And those building blocks, that's what's happened. I just had three and a half years of abstinence on the 29th. And that was just like one meal, one day at a time. Um, My sponsor about, she was doing the weigh and measure because of my whole history with the scale, I was super nervous about it. But after about four months, I decided to try just to get her off my back, right? Okay, I'll do it for 30 days, get off my back. And my 30 days ended just prior to Christmas 2020. And I thought I cannot give myself the freedom of just not weighing and measuring. So I've been weighing and measuring um, since then, for the most part. um, when I go to friends, if I go out for dinner, I don't bring my scale, but for, you know, I'd say 85% of the time I'm weighing and measuring. So today, what is my practice? Um, a quote has really been resonating and my Wolfpack will have heard me say it just the other day. Um, how we live our lives is, of course, how we, sorry, how we live our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. And that to me is just remembering you know i think we can all relate to like around the corner like when i'm at my perfect weight when i have that perfect relationship or that job or that if i'm in that dress size whatever it is then my life will begin living but it's like no today today is the only day i've got given to me and i've i've got to live it to the fullest um So my recovery is built like one baby step at a time. Another dream I had, I was, I I try to practice with meditation. And during my meditation, I pictured myself on this, like it was like the yellow brick road, but all I could see were these little fireflies and they were just lighting up the next step for me. That's all, that's all I had to do. Like, so when I don't know what I'm supposed to do, it's like, what's the next right thing to do? So that's how I try try to remember to live my life and not get into futurizing and and or worrying about the past. Um, I have a morning practice where when I'm in bed in the morning, I just connect with my higher power and say, you know, I am powerless over my body, over my food, over others. Please guide and direct my thoughts and actions. Um, I have a journaling practice. Um, I have a God squad where I sh- share my, my uh, journaling um, with them. They share theirs with me. Um, I have, sometimes I write a two-way prayer to my higher power. Sometimes I've got these four questions. How do I want to feel today? Who do I want to be today? What do I want to give today? And what do I want to receive today? Um, I have a weight and measure food plan. Every time I have something to eat, I take a picture of it. I send it to my sponsor. Um, I try to live in the steps as best as I can. Um, before when I get into, you know, a crab mood and I'd call my sponsor and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be complaining and complaining. And she would gently say, it sounds like you've got some writing to do. And I would pull out my resentment and my fear sheets. And I love, I I love that because it got me out of this spiral down. And it was like, what do I need? What do, what, what do I have to own here? And how does my higher power want me to be? And it's like my higher power was always gentle and loving. Um, I'm also really working on doing my step tens now One of my fellows models that so well in my God squad. And I took a step 10 and 11 workshop with Kim G who um, talked about like, you do your, you do your step 10, not at night, but you do it like during the day when, when a resentment crops up, I've got it on my phone and it's like, fill out that resentment sheet and send it to somebody, call somebody and share it. Um, because those resentments, that's, what's going to get me back into the food. If I carry those with me, um, I have an evening practice and I'm you know, not as consistent as I am in, as in the morning and I've, it morphs and changes, but I've done the AIOU. I I'm right now I do, I call them the five G's and I write down something good that happened like in my recovery, something I'm grateful for a glitch, how did my defective character show up, um, something I'm grumpy about, so what's a story that's taking up mental real estate, and I added um, a goal, what's my goal for tomorrow. Um, I I don't think it really matters how you do it, but I just think it's important that we do that review at the end of the day, um, like where was I selfish, resentful, dishonest, and fearful. And um, OA has given me a toolkit on, on how to show up. Like it's not, yeah, yeah, food was a symptom. I can use some of us prior to this being recorded. We are talking about whack-a-mole, right? Like I can, I can use food, I can use shopping, I can use busyness, workaholism, all sorts of things to numb my feelings. Um and but always given me a toolkit of Quick story. During COVID, I've got a 95-year-old father now. Um, One of my brothers was not vaccinated, and it was during complete lockdown that he decided to go visit my father with his family and go to a restaurant. I was livid. I was just like absolutely ready to write this massive email to the whole family and out them and blah, blah, blah. Um, Thank God I paused. I have the you know, pause, pray and proceed. So I, I called my sponsor, and she kind of had a good laugh with me like, good thing he called me before he sent off this, you know, massive email. But she said, Jane, your recovery, your serenity is the most important thing here. Like, so play out the movie, what's going to happen if I write this massive email to the whole family. And it was like, oh, yeah, they're two adults. He's in his 50s. He's in his 90s do they need me to come in and solve the problem for them, right? Like stay in my hula hoop. This is my hula hoop, not my, you know, not my circus, not my monkeys out there, but my serenity. That's, that's what I have to remember. Um, You know, I, I grew up in the church and I grew up with a very um, judgmental God. And um, it was this male judging God. So when I came into the rooms and it was like, wow, my world was blown open when we could decide who our higher power, you know, what our higher power was. So it's taken me a long time and I, it's still, it's, it's the great mystery to me, right? Like I don't, if I could define who God was, then I don't think that would be God anymore, like, but it's just not me. So I call. I wrote my, you know, you probably have heard it before to write your, you know, a wantad for your higher power. And so I wrote my wantad. And my higher power is loving. I call her the divine. She's gentle with me. And um, that's who I connect with. And when I hear a person shared in a just meeting, a reminder, five minutes left, Thank you. Um, a, a fellow who's on here today, she, she reminded me, um, that, um, when her higher power speaks, it's calm, it, it's calm. And it was like, that's right. Like my when, when I'm trying to decide what's the next right thing, if it's frantic and crazy and like rushed that's 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 me, right? That's my ego, wanting to solve the problem. But my higher power is gentle. I had, um, it's a tattoo put on my on my wrist since being in recovery, and it says, be still. And that's because prior to coming into recovery, I would hit the ground running. like my I would get up in the morning and I would just go, go, go. and that I have to be careful of. I I can still do that but that reminder that my higher power can can only talk to me if i'm taking that time to slow down right and i try to pray and meditate and and listen to what my higher power has to say um um so yeah i think you know my recovery is just built like one one baby step at a time um i just try to do the next right thing um just Right here, right now is sort of a mantra that that I have. And um, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, I was trying to find it, but OA puts out um, 15 questions to see if maybe you should be in OA. I don't know if you've seen that or where I got it from, but it's on OA.org, I think. I got a hundred percent. It's like gold star for Jane. Yes. If I ever think that maybe I don't have to be in OA anymore or more, and I'm, I'm a normie. I just have to pull out those questions and it's like, check, check, check. It's like, so look them up the questions. If you're debating whether you should be in OA or not there, I think they're, I think they're beautiful. Um, they just keep me kind of, kind of present and, um, and real. So I think I think that's all I've got. Um I just thank you so much for, for letting me share and um I will pass. Thank you so much, Jane. We appreciate your sharing with us.